Hedge fund legend buying Bitcoin. Is the Solana run already over? And what is up with Aave? That and more in the crypto market talk this week. In this week's episode, we will talk about Bitcoin. We will jump into what legendary hedge fund trader Stanley Druckenmiller said about Bitcoin. Then we will talk about Solana because Solana has been ripping the charts. Let's see whether the run is already over. We'll quickly discuss what is happening with Avalanche. And then at the end, we'll also look into Aave. Let's first jump into this one right here. It's kind of a general crypto overview, but at the same time, it's very relevant for the Bitcoin price, of course, specifically this graphic right here. The weekly crypto assets flow from CoinShares is in a new report and it shows that the calendar week 44, so last week, we have seen the sixth consecutive inflow, so more positive for crypto products, according to CoinShares. If we look at the number, it's even the second highest specifically this year, although the highest was in calendar week 43. When we look at the general numbers, we can see that for Bitcoin, it was around 200 something million. And we're looking at the general market, of course. So we're looking at 261 million of net inflows last week. In total, that brings it to 767 million US dollars in inflow. The majority, again, was for Bitcoin. Bitcoin, but we've also seen some inflow for other products. Of course, with the Bitcoin spot ETF discussion heating up, more people want to be part of the action. And with positive price action on Bitcoin, people usually buy into different products. Keep in mind, though, that this report is looking specifically at futures products and not spot ETF, which is still with the SEC. Another very interesting discussion is the CME Bitcoin futures open interest. There was this discussion about specifically this graphic right here. So we have the Bitcoin futures price and looking at also the open interest price. Now, Tom McKellen from the McKellen Market Report is specifically saying that whenever we've seen an open interest spike, and he, he has drawn here a couple of them, it means either a top or a bottom. He cannot say whether it's specifically a top or a bottom. For example, for this case here, we've seen that it was kind of a local bottom, but at the same time, Bitcoin has then caused a run up. Then no signal here has caused kind of a local bottom here as well. Then another run up again another kind of oi spike or the debut of the etf comes down marks the bottom once again now comes up and now we've seen the oi spikes same with these although these were more of bottom signals it just shows that generally the open interest for futures products is increasing and that in turn could mean that either we have some pent-up demand also for the spot etf product or we've reached kind of this max for this specific mini cycle if you will because geopolitically macroeconomically we're still in kind of uh, choppy waters according to uh, hedge fund legend stanley druckenmiller who has had an interview with paul tudor jones talking about bitcoin he's 
generally very bullish on Bitcoin. He's saying, I don't own any Bitcoin to be frank, but I should. And he's also saying that he's looking at gold as a brand, essentially. Gold is this 5,000 year old brand and Bitcoin is just very young comparably. And he's saying the younger people are definitely looking at Bitcoin when trying to buy stuff. So he is definitely seeing more of a bullish uh, symbol or outlook for Bitcoin than he used to. Now looking at the chart, we can see the following here. We've had this crazy run up, of course, then we wanted to kind of do this range trade. And essentially it's been already broken because we've already seen the number go to around 35 to 36,000 US dollars. It has since come down, corrected a bit. So I would leave this in place for now. Maybe we can adjust it a bit more to the 36 and see whether this will range trade for some time still. If the range breaks, I would say we can look at other numbers. So we can look at around 38,000 US dollars for a new resistance. But for now, I would stay put here. Next up, we can discuss Solana. Now Solana, and I have to jump into the chart here right away, crazy run up over the last couple of weeks. We've seen up to 80% of gains in around 30 days. And since then, it has unfortunately come down. So kind of the local maximum of around 46 to 47 US dollar. And since then it has come down to around 41 US dollars. Now still very respectable thinking about kind of the lowest end when FTX came crashing down, it brought Solana to its knees of around eight to nine dollars. Now looking at the Solana price right now, we're seeing some correction and a lot of people are asking why the correction, why the sudden stop of the rally. Now there are multiple factors and one factor is of course the breakpoint conference. The Solana breakpoint conference was running until last week where they also announced something called Fire Dancer, which has been released into testnet. Now Fire Dancer is an infrastructure upgrade for Solana. I've mentioned that last week already, but the main issue with Solana again is the connection to FTX. Now on one side you have the FTX legal case against SBF, so Sam Bankman Freed, etc. But at, on the other side you're also seeing potentially a sale of the remaining Solana tokens that FTX has on its books. So we're looking at around here for example a 30 million US dollar transfer that ha has caused Solana to lose about 5% because the FTX estate is transferring this specific Sol uh, number. On the other side you also have this issue right here. Here, for example, we're looking at one person finding out that out of the 1,997 validators, 1,818 received delegations from the Solana Foundation or Alameda and accounting for 90% of all validators. So decentralized, what is the question? Because Solana has always been more focused on centralizing, but being a bit faster, of course, it has also meant it needed money and delegations from the big companies. Now Alameda of course is now defunct, essentially bankrupt, not working. And on the other side you have the Solana Foundation. Now the Solana Foundation when the crisis came mentioned that they have a lot of runway still left. But again what if the Solana Foundation pulls out or moves into a different direction that could of course mean the end for Solana. So that means if we're looking at the price generally I do expect the price to come down to around 32 US dollars with 
this kind of FTX shock that's been going on. But after that, I do think we can see a potential bounce. So essentially price coming down to around 32 and then from there on kind of going towards the 50s. So not looking too bad in my opinion, especially if the kind of general theme of a Bitcoin and crypto bull run coming back is also showing. Another coin that is hurting a bit is of course Avalanche because Avalabs is cutting another 12% of its staff specifically to reallocate resources. Now Emmy Gunsir, the CEO of Avalabs is saying that essentially because of the bear market they had to reposition and to rethink their strategy when it comes to development and that essentially means around 40 people out of the 335 employees they already have will be put onto the street. Now these these are ideally capable people who will find other jobs in the crypto industry but of course it sends kind of a negative uh, sign for avalanche as well but avalanche kind of has been going on a very kind of upward streak if you will in my opinion already kind of broke this sideways movement here also nice movement from avalanche here now the question is will it will we see kind of a retouch of around 11.95 and then jump into it so potentially seeing a short one here and then kind of after the retouch we will see the higher numbers around 19 US dollars. For now though, in my opinion, the Solana uh, subject or narrative is much stronger in my opinion than essentially uh, the Avalanche one. And next up, we can also discuss Aave because Aave had to pause several markets after reports of feature issue. The pause affected multiple markets, specifically Aave V2 Ethereum market, but also certain assets on Avalanche and even specific assets on Polygon, Arbitrum and Optimism. Now, why exactly is not completely clear yet. They just stopped it. What we still for now know is that no funds are at risk and that is of course very positive but that also means that Aave took a bit of a hit here in the last couple of days here we've seen Aave come up to around 90 US dollars then come down to around 70 go up once again to 100 then has been correcting down once again. So it sits around 97 US dollars, actually not too bad overall. Aave, one of the, I wanna say safest bets when it comes to the DeFi ecosystem and DeFi narrative. Even in the crisis time, Aave was performing quite well. They had kind of a security issue, has been fixed since then. So I do believe this is a very interesting bet. Again, a very important line here, this 91, 98 line, as you can see here, fairly clear that it was resistance 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 even broke through the resistance going for a retouch and I do believe next up for us now interesting zone would be around 115 if you want to long this that was it from the crypto market talk this week make sure that you're subscribed to not miss any other crypto news I will see you on the next one have a good one